Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The NFL owners tonight uh, approved the return of the Los Angeles Rams to the market, starting with the 2016 season. We all want to change the world. Tavon, near sideline. He spins away. Tavon, touchdown. Just shun well, you know. Robert Quinn knocks it out, picking it up. Ethan Westbrooks, 25-15, touchdown LA. But when you talk about destruction... Gurley carries up the middle. 15, far side 10. Gurley goes in. Touchdown. Caught by Michael. The ball comes out. Ogletree is on it. The Rams have turned the Seahawks over to cap what should be a Rams victory. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Downtown Rams podcast. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen. He is Blaine Grisak, and as always, uh, we are here to bring you some Rams content. Yes, we are, and Jake, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I kind of expected a win, but if you listen to, if you listen to our show on Friday, um, Kevin Bowen predicted a low-scoring game. I predicted, I believe it was like 24-13 or 23-16, something like that. You predicted a more high-scoring affair, 34-17. But I don't think either of us expected the Rams to defeat the Colts 46-9. to um, It really does not get much better than this. I think I, I can speak for all Rams fans when I say this. Our, weeks, our week this week will be a lot better um, because the Rams are 1-0. They're one of 16, 16 teams that are 1-0. All is happy in LA Rams land absolutely and even better uh victory monday when's the last time we got to enjoy victory monday yeah i i i i I, I don't know because jared goff started the last seven games of the regular season last year and the rams didn't win any of those games so it's been it's been a while but um with the win the rams have sole possession of first place in the nfc west i mean granted it's only week one but um it's still we'll, we'll, we'll take it um, and the, I mean, they're headed into a pretty important game next week against the Reds, uh, against the Redskins. But we'll talk about that more in our um, podcast later this week, and and you'll be there. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely will be. Um, before we get into our show, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's given us a five star and the future five star uh, reviewers, which are. Uh, hopefully people that are listening um we have about 58 now and we are still doing the aaron donald slash sammy watkins jersey giveaway 
Uh, we'll get into it. Of course, Aaron Donald has now reported. Um, so definitely expect, you know, people to finally start getting that, you know, Aaron Donald uh, choice in. But, um, yeah, once we get to 100, we will give out, you know, one of those jerseys, uh, you know, voters request. So, um, yeah, do that. And uh, also, Blaine's going to read off our latest review because, as we said last episode, we are going to be reading these reviews. So, yeah. uh, Blaine, take it away. All right. Um, so if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it. You can leave a question in there. We'll answer it. Um, we, if you leave us if you leave us a review, it is 100% guaranteed going to get read on the podcast. So if you want a shout-out on the podcast, be sure to leave us a review. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right, here's it's from Rams fan eight. When I started following downtown Rams, I was very skeptical of them. Once I gave them a shot, I found out that they were the real deal. No one works harder than these guys, than the guys that run this. Watch out, everyone! This podcast website will continue to grow. Thank you, Rams fan eight. You're the man. <coughs> yes. Um, so. As always, we we get started here. Um, we get we get started uh, with headlines, and we'll start off with the one that everybody wants to talk about. Ram, as I said earlier, the Rams defeated the Indianapolis Colts home opener at the LA Coliseum, forty six to nine. To say that domination would be an understatement. Um, what are your what were your what are some just just very quick thoughts on this game, Jake? Because Quite frankly, you know, the offense, it didn't look great. I mean, yeah, they scored, they scored 46 points. They didn't look great. They were efficient. They looked comfortable, which, quite frankly, is all they need. And the defense, I mean, they were playing as Scott Tolzien, um, and we'll get into that a little later. I have some, some thoughts on that. Um, but, quite frankly, the, the defense, I mean, True had the pick six. LaMarcus Joyner had a pretty big interception. Um, what were your some quick thoughts on your end? I was blown away by how prepared Wade Phillips had this defense that had never played together um, for one. And for two, Goff's uh, just how comfortable he was and the throws he was making. Uh, it was just night and day compared to last year, both uh, on both offense and defense um, in that regard. Now, not all offense. I, I still think, you know, the offensive line showed some hiccups, and uh, I'm a little worried about the right side, as you and I both stated before the season. And Todd Gurley didn't really get any chance to, you know, break a run or two. Uh, he looked really good um, catching passes out of the backfield, though. Um, yeah, I, th I think, you know, uh, Jared Goff, a very efficient 21 of 29 for 306 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was to Cooper Cup, of course. Um, Sean Manning entered the game late because they, the, the team was, the Rams were ahead. Um, so, so, so there was just, they, they were ahead by so much that, that no, no reason to risk Jared Goff getting hurt. Um, but yeah, I think the, a quick, just, I mean, we'll get into it, but a uh, quick concerning thing, Todd Gurley, 19 carries for 40 yards. That's not ideal. He did have the one touchdown. Malcolm Brown also got involved. Um, Cooper Cup, he was impressive, led the team in receiving, which will, which will hopefully be the first of many times. Sammy Watkins, five catches. So, yeah, I mean, overall, just a great team win. Great way to start the Sean McVay era, for sure. Yeah, and definitely a, a shout-out goes out to uh, Gerald Everett, who <laughs> the Rams finally uh, were able to stretch down the field. I know they tried to do that in preseason, didn't work out as well, but um, really nice uh, – 
long uh, pass to Gerald Everett. I think you're going to see plenty of him. Um, and also a, uh, you know, wishing the best of luck type of shout out to Kayvon Webster, who went down with a shoulder injury. And uh, we just hope it's as minor as can be. Exactly, for sure. Um, so after the game, kind of funny story. Kind of it reminded me of when Jeff Fisher <laughs> forgot that Danny Woodhead wasn't on the Patriots anymore um, in the week up leading up to that Patriots game a couple years ago. After the game, Chuck Pagano called the the Rams the Forty Niners. Um, just like this is a professional football coach and. I mean, Chuck Pagano is on the hot seat as it is, and this is not a good look for him at all. And I mean, it's the Colts, so I don't really want to spend too much time on it. But um, kind of just a funny situation, um, funny situation there in the in the press conference. Yeah, I honestly I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like, really like, funny. like you spent the last three hours playing against this team, and you're five minutes. Your five minutes. Well, not even that. Like, he said Sean McVay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I don't even, I, I, I have no words. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe the 49er, there was a 49er banner in the locker. I have no I idea, highly, man. I, I, I don't I know highly, where he got I highly that. doubt it. Um, I, in fact, I, I don't even know who the Colts play next week. Um, if they play the 49ers, not, so maybe his mind is on that, but, um, I, I honestly don't know, but moving on to our last headline, and it's what the one that you know we, nobody's really had a ch- good chance to talk about it because, quite frankly, there was just too much going on with the game. But Aaron Donald finally reported to the Rams, and um, I mean, my initial thoughts on this was were that you know Aaron Donald just didn't want to miss out on game check, and I, honestly, I don't know how he gets a game check considering he didn't even play. Like that just seems totally unfair to the person that. A was cut and and I mean to the Rams who, who have to pay him for literally showing up a month months late and having to having to pay him his game check. It's just he showed up at the last possible second and quite frankly I, I don't think it's a good look on his part. I think he, showing up next week would have looked a little better, but um, uh, to me it just it just it, it looks like on his part that he only cares about the money and. I, I just I hate him to have that look on him because I, I I respect him as a player and just hope that he's not in this for the money because if he if he's one of those players that gets paid and then his level drops that's something that I don't think any of us wants to see. Yeah, it was definitely and by the way the Colts play the Cardinals next week according to the ESPN app. So, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it when I saw it, it as bad as it sounds, um, I was probably at the mall and uh i just wanted it to get covered on downtown rams i sent you guys all a uh, group message but it really didn't cross me like i wasn't exactly like thrilled about it it was more i couldn't wait for us to get that out there for our fans as news but i didn't really care as weird as that sounds yeah no i, I was kind of like I, I mean, I was stoked he finally showed up because this is a like we like you said, you know, this is the top three defensive player in the NFL. Um, he's a guy that you know next week is going to be crucial. It was obvious the Rams didn't need him this week. The forty-six to nine scoreline shows that. Like Aaron Donald wasn't the reason. Like the Rams don't win seventy-six to nine with Aaron Donald. It just it doesn't happen. Um, they they maybe I like I I I, I think the, the guys who played in his place today played pretty well. They they they. I mean, the, the Colts' offensive line isn't great by any stretch, but, you know, t- 
to, to me, it just it, it looks bad on Aaron Donald because it just looks like he only cared about the game check. And to me, that, that, that that's just not a good look. It's just I'm happy to have him back, and I hope he balls out and does end up getting paid at some point. But showing up literally, what, what was it, a day or two before the game, just it's disappointing. And I, I think we've, we've said that from the get-go. We've all understood his position, but for him to show up literally a day or two before the first game, just not a good look. Yeah, I um, I, I thought it was just very, you know, Aaron Donald-like-minded. I didn't think, you know, because if, if he really thought about the, the team for that week, I think he would have reported earlier. Um, and now there, there's some reports that are coming out, one of which that, you know, McVeigh showing up and taking the time to go out to Atlanta and meet with him apparently really convinced him. But then number two, um, they're going to they might take their time with him and he might not be back until October. So it's like injured Aaron Donald, if anything, you know, it's like a built in, even though it's non-existent, it's almost as if like the Rams lost him in the preseason, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, we'll have Ben Albright on um, this for, for our Friday's episode to hopefully help us break that down. He he's he has an and he has an he has a source with the Rams, and he seems seems to be pretty well informed on that. So we'll have some more information there quickly before we um, get more into the game. I want to do a quick NFC West roundup. I figured we do. I, I thought I kind of wanted to do a full NFL roundup, but I figured that would just take too long. So we'll we'll cover the NFC West because. Really, that's all that matters when it comes to the Rams. Um, Seahawks, they fell to the to the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Cardinals lost to the Lions. And the 49ers, as, of, as no surprise, fell to the um, – they, they fell to the Panthers. So what were your thoughts – just quickly, what were your thoughts on the three NFC West um, – the fellow NFC West teams, Jake? Well, for the 49ers, I wasn't exactly shocked. Um, they needed to jump on the Panthers early because Cam Newton, it was his first game back from sh- shoulder surgery. So I felt as though, you know, them not being able to get off that hot start, I just didn't expect them to come back. I really find that they're going to end up starting the third round pick in CJ Beathard because Hoyer just wasn't doing it. Um, and then you, you look at the Cardinals game and it looked like they were coming back, but uh, they suffered what could be a huge loss. Uh, David Johnson could be out. Let, half the let, year. Let's just forget about the Cardinals. Let's think about Blaine's fantasy teams that have David Johnson on them. That's just no, nobody yikes. cares. Yeah, hashtag yikes. Um, hashtag yikes. yeah. Um, also, Allen yeah. Robinson with the torn ACL. So yeah. you know, it's like injuries all over. If you're a fantasy guy, yikes. But uh, and then the Seahawks. Um, to see, I, I was honestly shocked because everyone. I I think you can agree with me. It seemed like the entire media was like, Seahawks are absolutely winning this game. There's no question. And it, it seemed as though, like, you know, with Sheldon Richardson, everyone wanted to pencil them in as obvious, like, Super Bowl contenders, which I don't think this hurts that. I just think the the Packers really ended up playing well on the defensive side of the ball, and it was really surprising. Yeah, to me, what this this just, I think, gets back to my, 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 one, my one issue with the Seahawks is they – they have this fantastic quarterback. Um, they have a ni- they have a nice tight end in, in, in Jimmy Graham, and I feel like they 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 misuse him a little bit. Um, to me, what this comes down to is the Seahawks are missing. They, they just they're missing that one 
big play guy on the offensive side of the ball. Like Doug Baldwin's a solid number one receiver. He's not a he's not a game breaker. Um, I, so I I just I think that's something that, that Seattle's missing. And in this game where a, a Packers the Packers really showed up on the defensive side of the ball. In Seattle, they're just they're missing that one that one player that or that was one or two plays that could make make that could make a difference. And uh, with the 49ers, it was kind of what I expected. Um, Brian Hoyer, yeah, I, I don't think he's the answer there. It wouldn't surprise me if they go through a quarterback change or two or three by the, by seasons. And this is going to be a team that's I think could end up being in the hunt for a guy like Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen or or, or Josh Allen for that matter. Um, and then. The Cardinals, to me, after they lost that loss in the playoffs a, a, a couple years ago to to Carolina, to it was it Carolina or Green Bay? Um, they, 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 they 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 lost they lost an overtime game. I think it was in Green Bay in, in overtime. That to me, I think, just broke them as a team, and I think that was when their window closed. Uh, to me, right now, as of week one, this is no no better than a seven and nine, eight and eight football team. Yeah, no, I I would definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, it's funny because I really expected the NFC West uh, to at least have three one and no teams, and just the fact that the way it, like this was the best case scenario for the Rams. You have to keep in mind when this was announced, we didn't know Luck wasn't going to play, and I'm not saying Luck not being there meant that they weren't going to win because the Rams beat Andrew Luck and the Colts in 2013 with Kellen Clements. And they beat them badly. Uh, the Rams' last two uh, games against the Colts, they've outscored them 84-17, to 17, which is insane. Yeah. But my point is that when this was announced, that was still kind of like an iffy 50-50 game. It wasn't like how people, you know, just give it a W with the, the 49er game, you know? Yeah, no, I, and, I don't even and, think that's and, a guaranteed win. Yeah, and I mean, to, just, just quickly here, I, I think, you know, like you said, people penciled in the the Seahawks to beat the Packers. They they penciled in the Cardinals to beat the Lions. So, like you said, you know, I, I think a lot of people this week expected three one and zero teams in the NFC West, and here the Rams are the only one and zero team in the NFC West. So, while you know it's only week one, I, like you said, it's probably a best case scenario for for them. Um, but moving on to the game, enough of the these these teams that we don't like. Uh, moving on to the game, what was you know one takeaway from this game? From that you think deserves mentioning, I think Trumaine Johnson's play deserves mentioning. I mean, this is a guy that they basically said, "Yeah, we're not going to sign you to a long-term deal." And instead of you know pouting about it, he's gone out there, become a leader. He was voted captain for their team, and uh, he looked awesome. He had a pick six. He had a forced fumble that he recovered himself. He made. I mean, he really did a nice job shadowing T.Y. Hilton until they decided to sit him because of how big the score was. Um, I just was really impressed with the way he came out and asserted himself as a number one cornerback for the Rams because some people were questioning, you know, can can he be a leader for this cornerback team? I, last year, you know, it was a little spotty, and obviously in 2015 he took off. So it was really nice to see that at Trumaine this year, or this, you know, for the opener. Exactly. I think when you know the Rams, they 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 get the um they 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 drive down. They they get the they get the the, the field goal, go three nothing, and then Shumane Johnson gets the pick six. And I I I think 
a lot of Rams Rams Nation, their reaction was pay the man because, geez, you know that 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 was at that point it was a close game, and I think right there that that play asserted the Rams dominance, and um, that's just a play that quite frankly I don't think we saw a lot of, of from Tremaine Johnson last year, but this year I don't know if it's if it's Wade Phillips, I, I don't know if it's maybe true just feeling it a little more, maybe he's a little more healthy than he was last year. I, I, I don't know, but that was a that was a game game breaking play and um that definitely deserves mentioning. Um one thing that I just I'll I'll, I'll talk about this later when we when we're giving out game balls, but um and I, I, I wanna bring up two two players really. One, Jared Goff, I, I don't think enough can be said about his performance. He played fantastic. Um in I mean not fantastic as on like a Peyton Nanny or Tom Brady level, but 21 of 29 is is pretty damn efficient. Like, it does not get much. Like, that's uh, like I was telling you earlier. Like, the Rams don't need him to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. They they, they need him to be a, a Alex Smith or a better version of Alex Smith. They need him to be efficient. They need him to manage the game and and not you know be the Jared Goff of last year. They 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 need him to be just. Be comfortable. Be comfortable in the pocket. Be confident, and he was 20, 21 of twenty nine, three hundred and six yards is is very respectable. And this is after you know two weeks ago when he struggled in the third preseason game, and Rams fans are calling for Sean Manning to start. So, um, very respectable, respectable performance on his part, and uh, I'm excited to see him progress throughout the year. And then, secondly, I said it earlier. You know what is wrong with Todd Gurley? I, I don't know if it's something something that's wrong with him per se, but. 19 carries for 40 yards. That's just that that doesn't cut it in my opinion. Like this is a guy the Rams took with a with a top 10 pick and he barely averaged 2 yards a carry. Like I know the the right side of the offensive line was bad and I I know there were there were runs that got called back because of penalties, but still like that's 19 carries for 40 yards for 40 yards by a starting running back is of, of Todd Gurley's talent is inexcusable, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there uh, watching it with some friends, and uh, one of them, uh, my friend Tyler, who you know of, um, he actually was like, Todd Gurley's trying to run like Le'Veon Bell and being patient, and he's just not getting anywhere with it. He needs to, you know, it, it's funny because you think like, oh, well, you know, he, you know, you should be patient and wait for the hole, but... It's like there's a hole there, and like he hesitates. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you've I, I, seen it. And, and and here's the thing, like with 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 Gurley, like and against the Colts, like this was a team that he could have taken. Like the Colts' defensive line, the Colts' defense, for that matter, that they're not anything special. Like if this, if if it was one game that he could take advantage of, this was the game, and we saw much of the same Todd Gurley as we did last year. He had the one touchdown, but. You know, it was from five yards out, and uh, um, he averaged literally like two point zero 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 one yards per carry. Because he, g- give him one more attempt, and maybe he gets another yard or two. So twenty for forty two. It's 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 not it's it's not good enough. And if he continues at this level, it wouldn't shock me if Sean McVay looks for some sort of replacement. Saquon Barkley. I, I don't. I don't think Rams be picking that high, but I hope so. Like that, he's when when Jeff Fisher talks about once in a generational type running back, Saquon Barkley is just that. 
Um, well, uh, you know, there's there'll be guys there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For- no, but we we hope we hope Gurley bounces back. I mean, we're we're not hating on Gurley. It's just uh, we're. I mean, Blaine, I think you I, and I are in the same boat we're, we're, here. I think I, I, you know I'm we both concerned. were disappointed. Yeah, dis- disappointed, concerned. Like we saw that four game stretch, and aside from that four game stretch, Todd Gurley hasn't done a whole lot. So I don't necessarily need to see. Todd Gurley's in that four-game stretch every single week. I, I just like to see something in between this and that. That that's all that I want, and um, not a great start for for what many fans hoped would be a bounce back season for him. Hopefully, he can still bounce back. Um, just won't be this week, um, apparently. Um, our, uh, for our, um, our 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 topic for this week, what should Rams fans make this make of this win? I, I kind of brought this up to you via text earlier. Um, you know, you text me. You're all excited about this win. I oh hell, I'm excited about this win. Um, it was big. Forty six to nine is nothing to you know take lightly. Like that's dominant. Um, but I guess my point in this is that it was the Colts. Like this is a this was a team without Andrew Luck, without Vontae Davis, without Ryan Kelly. Like they were playing with a backup quarterback that isn't very good. And then towards the end of the game, they put in Jacoby Brissett, who was a third string quarterback for, for, for the Patriots and had one good performance um, last season. But, you know, for me, you know, a win is a win. Like it's a solid win. I'm happy with it, but I'm not about to make too, too much of this win. If, if, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's opening day. Uh, I think really you just have to compare it to last year. And be excited, and this is what the fans should be doing. Be excited, enjoy Victory Monday, maybe have an extra cold one. Uh, but then Tuesday, go back to the office, work, kind of uh, you know earn your weekend. Once you get to the weekend, let's see if the Rams can you know prove themselves against the Redskins. And I'm not saying, look, Blaine, I watched the Redskins game in full today, and, and I was scouting them. They're resilient. But, man, they have a lot of issues as well. So I don't know if we'll get a full extent of who the Rams are if they beat the Redskins. If they destroy the Redskins, that'd be interesting. If they went and destroyed the 49ers, that'd be interesting. But I think the real test, you know, as this game is on while I'm talking, Dallas is up 19-3 to on the Giants with 148 left in the game. Um, this is a game that I really expected the Giants to win. And so I think Dallas is kind of – I think they look pretty good. And I think that's really – week four is when you really get to see. Depending on how the Rams have looked up to that point, I think that's when you'll really see them being able to test themselves. Mm-hmm. No, I think next week is a, is a small barometer. Like, like the Redskins aren't – they aren't as good as they were last year, the year before that, for that matter, because they lost their offensive coordinator for one. Thank you, Sean McVay, for coming to L.A. Um, they're without their top two wide receivers. It's They lost their defensive coordinator yeah, they lost to their, they, they lost their defensive coordinator. Like, this is a team that's just going over a lot of changeover, and they that they could suffer early for that. This is a team that might get better as the year goes on. But I, I still I still think next week is a barometer because quite frankly, it's an NFC West opponent that could very well be in the, in the playoff hunt at the end of the year like they have the last two years. Um, so... To, to me, like this this week, it was the Rams might as well be, might as well have been playing a a, a a fifth preseason game because that that's what it was. The Colts were playing a, a they, they were playing a lot of starters, but they were also playing. A, this is a quarterback oriented league. Like 
Scott Tolzien isn't going to get the job done. He's just he's not, especially against a, a defense with Rams t- talent level, and you know, with the with Rams offense playing the way it was, they just it, it wasn't going to get the job done. So I think next week is a real barometer. I'm excited for it. We'll talk about it on, a little bit for Friday show. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for next week. I, I, I don't want to get too excited about this game. Like you said, you know, 24 hour rule, and then move on to next week against the Redskins because. That's gonna be that's gonna be a big one. If the Rams can go two and zero, that puts them in a really good spot um, moving forward to, for the rest of the year. And like we said on our season preview show with Joe, like if they can take advantage of this easy, easy schedule, and I don't want to call it easy because he's talked about win the games, but if they can take advantage of this lighter schedule at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, who knows what can happen? You know, week sixteen, week seventeen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, uh, Arizona is playing the Colts, so I mean, Arizona will probably win that game. Um, you know, but then you have, uh, Seattle is playing the 49ers. So you're going to have a team that's probably, well, you're definitely going to have an 0-2 team mm-hmm. and, and it's probably going to be the 49ers. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to have a one-on-one team in Arizona and you're probably going to have a one-on-one team in Seattle. So in my opinion, uh, the Rams got a win that, I mean, we expected them to get because luck was out, but we also penciled in. Uh, wins for Arizona and Seattle. Oh, I actually penciled in one for Seattle, not Arizona. But my point is they need to continue because now it's like they have an extra win on the docket because they've already won that game that they are, you know, they all lost. So if they win next week, they're 2-0. and You know, Seattle's technically behind where we had them, and that puts them ahead of, you know, where we predicted. That's huge. So it, it, you know, it, they gotta it, keep it rolling. Exactly. It's it's very important to keep this roll this rolling. Um, stay consistent. Don't get too caught up with this win next week. I, I we'll talk about it on Friday, like I said. But I, I'm exci- I'm excited for it and um, kind of see where this team team is at because I don't think you can get a fair evaluation from from this week. Um, moving on, game balls. Um, who who are you who are you giving your game ball to this week? Man, uh, can I give it to a coach? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's your, it's, your, gonna, it's your game ball. I'll tell you what. I am going to give this to none other than Coach Bones. Coach Bones has all these new guys on special teams, and I'm sure he went and, you know, probably banged the table to keep certain guys. Uh, but really, Blaine, who do they have left over? Cody Davis? Mike Thomas is suspended. Uh, Bradley Marquez is on the IR. Littleton? And... Uh, well, like Littleton, but he Littleton's playing the gunner role. Yeah. So I, it's just it's very impressive what he's done with the special teams unit, how they got down there, and obviously it helps that they have the greatest punter I've ever seen, Johnny Hecker. Um, Pat McAfee actually uh, was raving about him on Twitter. If you guys get a chance to check that video out, it's not suitable for work, but it's hilarious. It's awesome and. Uh, it's Pat McAfee saying it, so you gotta check it out. <laughs> Definitely, um, I'm I'm surprised you with Coach Bones and not Coach, Coach McVay for getting his first win um, as a Los Angeles Rams head coach. Kind, kind, I figured kind of it was there, but um, yeah, it was too obvious though, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I feel yeah. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give mine to a guy that I, I talked about earlier. I, I have to give mine to Jared Goff. This is a guy that has dealt with so much criticism this offense for or this off season. I mean, including from me, like. I wasn't sold on him after his performances after his performance last year. Like he went zero and seven, had a historically bad year um, for a, a rookie quarterback. Lost seven straight games, which is the most. You know, Aikman lost lost eleven, um, but um, 
Goth, Goth losing seven in the fashion that he did wasn't impressive and, and didn't leave a lot, you know, of light at the end of, a lot of room for light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it was very hard to see that. And after today, I'm, I'm kind of starting to see that light. You know, tw- like I said, 21 of 29 is pretty darn efficient. Like, he, he, he missed eight passes on the day. Like, like that's, that's pretty good. 300, 306 yards. That's that, that's not too bad bad itself. A touchdown, and most importantly, he didn't turn the ball over. He, he looked confident. He looked comfortable in the offense, and that's something I think going into this year that Rams fans wanted to see. And so far through Week One, that's exactly what we've got. Got, and I like I said, I, you know, I'm excited to see his progression moving forward. Yeah, I think it speaks volume about the coaching staff. And I mean, look, you know, we we consider this his rookie year. Uh, basically, I think you and I both said that. Um, but I, I I know he has the experience, but that was not off of the fact that he had experience. Let's put it this way. If you have experience with a terrible coaching staff and a terrible system, it, you're not going to get that much better. You know, you might get a little bit better just off progression alone. But uh, this, uh, again, this Jared Goff we saw was night and day compared to any of the times we saw him last year. Uh, the Saints game is the only one that noticeably struck me. And that was halfway you know, through that game, the second half, I mean, he had no chance, he had no time to throw and the saints were picking him apart, you know, sacking him, forcing fumbles. But today it was like, he was so mistake free. I think he threw one, you know, pass that was a little errant, but you know, we all have those. And, um, Phil Sims always says, you know, there's about five passes, uh, a game that quarterbacks throw that should get picked off and that don't, and that's just the way the game works. So, mm-hmm. Goff only had one of those passes. I was very impressed, and uh, I hope he, you know, takes this and you know moves on with it. I thought this is a very good confidence builder, and there's people that wanted him sat because they were so, you know, high up in the score. And I think McVay realized, like again, like you said, you know, with the preseason, I don't think Goff played enough in preseason. I think McVay wanted to keep him out there, you know, continue gaining more confidence you know, felt comfortable he wasn't going to make a mistake, and he didn't. And, you know, I'm sure the confidence is, you know, thriving now. Exactly. It's a good it's a good building game for, for, for Goff. It's a good game to build on. It's a good, it's a good you know, every every good building needs needs a good foundation. I think this is a good foundation foundation game for Goff. Um, last last segment before we call the show, um, we, we did this last week, and I can, I, I figure, you know, you're a big college guy, I I, when I get time to, I, I try to watch a few college games. Um, but college prospect of the week. So who, who's 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 the guy that had a good week in your eyes and improved improved their stock or just looked good? Um, oh my god. So there are so many guys. Um, but I, again, I got to give it to Lamar Jackson. I mean, he had over 500 yards of total offense. He just continues to prove to scouts that he can throw the ball down the field and he can throw it at a, you know, a great clip. I think he steps up in the pocket. And I just, I'm noticing a clear difference between the Lamar Jackson of last year and the Lamar Jackson of this year. Last year, he was more of a, uh, a college quarterback that, you know, T- Tim Tebow, um, you know, like title. But this year, I just think he realizes, you know, he had these weaknesses and he corrected them. I love it. And it really it, it reminds me of what Goff has done in this offense as well, you know, doubling back. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I've been impressed with Lamar Jackson this year. I, like I said last week, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll, he started last year pretty hot too, and then kind of fizzled out as the year went on. So I'll be excited to see if he can continue this. It, it starts with, the, with consistency. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Um, my guy is also going to be a quarterback, and you know, I, I've been so down on the Oklahoma football program. I, I think that they they're always way overhyped than what they should be, um, but. After after this after beating Ohio State this this last week I'm all aboard the Ohio State train. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's a real deal. I think he's you know he went 27 and 35 for 386 yards and threw three touchdowns against Ohio State, which is just it's, it's incredible. This is a guy that I I don't know if he goes in the in, in, in the first round. He 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 might he 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 might he might drop a little bit. Um, but this is a guy that you know when you look at a you. When you draft a quarterback, you want a guy that has that, that has that confidence, that has that it factor. And when I see look at Baker Mayfield, he's a guy that's confident where he's throwing the football. He has that leadership factor. He has that it factor. This is a guy that you want leading your football team. And um, he's gotten his fair share of criticism over the last year or so. And to have a performance like he did against a, you know, quite frankly, a team that people expected to win the national championship, or some people. To, some people expected to at least be in contention for the national championship, to be in that college football playoff in Ohio State, to beat them in the, in the fashion they did. To me, that was impressive. Yeah, I I mean, I love Baker Mayfield. I just got to point that out. Um, he's my sixth quarterback, I believe, on on the top. I, I had a list, and I, I really it, like what he does. It, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, sorry, sorry to cut you off. This is just, uh, like, uh, this could be, like, what Dak Prescott was a couple years ago, a guy that had success at the college level. You know, Dak, Dak maybe not maybe not on the same level as Baker Mayfield, but these all these all these draft gurus are you know so focused on the Rosens, the Darnolds that Baker Mayfield just kind of lost there. At, you know, like you said, you give him at number six. Like um, you know, a team might get a seal out of him in the you know second or third round in the draft. Yeah, I, I Baker Mayfield just he showed so much uh, poise. He so showed so much leadership, and he showed so much on tape. I mean, when you watch him, I think just his his ability to throw on the run. I mean, he looks so much like Russell Wilson. It's it it's uncanny. He is a magician. Russell Wilson's a magician, and uh, I mean, them beating Ohio State that is a they have a lot of NFL prospects on that defense, and he just did a great job. You know. Willing his team to victory, you know, huge fan of him. Um, I just, I think because this, you know, th- th- this college football weekend was so in depth. I think we have to give a couple shout outs to some guys. I think, um, Uchenna, and I might get this name wrong, Uchenna Nuosu. Um, yeah, it's Uchenna Nuosu. I number forty two on USC. Um, I watched the USC game. Bryce Love stood out for Stanford. Um, obviously, De- Deontay Burnett and obviously Sam Darnold. But Uchenna you, you, Nuosu, a lot of USC fans are big on Porter Gustin, and they think he's the best edge rusher there. Um, Nuosu is clearly the best edge rusher. It's not even close. Phenomenal prospect. I think he could sneak in the first round. And then, uh, you know, lastly, um, I think, you know, one guy to keep in in the watch is and a lot of people aren't talking about Blaine but if you haven't heard of Luke Falk on Washington State um I mean he wasn't amazing this week but 
you definitely need to keep an eye on him. He's a former walk-on, and he's brought this Washington State program uh, back from the ashes. Um, they won, uh, I, I think they had a 40-win percentage before he got there, and now you know, they, they just continue to win in the ranked. So definitely want to check out uh, Luke Falk. Blaine, do you have any that you want to shout out? I mean, I'm always willing to shout out my guy, Shaquan Barkley, but, he, I mean, he had a, just a I – mean, P- P- Penn State pretty much rolled over, rolled over Pittsburgh, so not, not a whole lot to talk about there. But I, 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 I love, shout out I, to Sicky. <laughs> I, 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 I guess you know Terry Godwin from, from Georgia had his AJ Green slash Odell Beckham Jr. moment. He he had an incredible catch. That I guess um, I, I don't know if he has any relation to Chris Godwin. You and I were kind of talking about that earlier, but um, he had a, he had a pr- pretty incredible catch that um, we'll, we'll certainly catch the eye of scouts. That was definitely very incredible. Yeah. Um, so with that said, that basically wraps up this show. Um, you'll be traveling to L.A. this week. I believe you, do you leave on Tuesday or Wednesday? I leave after work on Wednesday. Um, I'll be in Las Vegas uh, for two nights, and then I – I'll be over in L.A. So looking forward to that. Just don't end up like Doug and end up on the on the roof of the um, of Caesar's Palace. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, with that said, that basically wraps up this show. Um, Jake, do you want to take us out? Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. If uh, you got to this point, if you skipped, um, go back and listen. I mean, of course. Um, just give us a five star review. We'd really appreciate it if you enjoyed and. Uh, That'll do it for us. Uh, for Jake Allenbogen, he's Blaine Greasack. This is the Downtown Rams podcast signing off, and hopefully uh, we'll be back uh, with another Rams win. Of course, we do have an episode for Friday, so I'm way ahead of myself. All right. Later, guys. See ya. University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.